Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. That's right, we're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts, I'm Mary Gaines and Chris Wagner. Thank you. Thanks for coming down tonight. We are here tonight with our special guest, Mr. Chuck Lamans. Wagging, you know, 
my house left a message for me Hung it on the door and said we won't let you be Drove by my house and left a message for me Hung it on the door and said we won't let you be Uh, thank you very much. Mr. Chaclamon. And also a special guest, we have Mr. Arkad, Arkady Yushin here. Who Chuck, now tell the story, when did you guys meet? Uh, we met online uh, back in February. Uh, Akadi is a friend of my brother's who lives up near Minneapolis and told me I should get in contact with him, so I did, and then we started uh, doing some Skype uh, webcam and uh, got a guitar lesson from him on, <laughs> online, and we've been talking a lot since then and uh, uh, invited Akadi to uh, play on some of my new songs that are going to be recorded uh, tomorrow and the next day, and that's how we met. Right. So, um... So you're you uh, you're from Eau Claire originally. <laughs> well, the uh, um, that's yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, well, going actually, way way. Yeah, how way far back. back do we want to go? Well, oh, actually, all the way, Jack. I did uh, live in Eau Claire for about uh, six years when I was studying there, and before that, up in Colfax, way up in the woods north or west of, of Eau Claire. And um, but I'm not an original uh, Wisconsinite. I actually grew up uh, in Missouri, St. Louis. I was born there and then lived out on the East Coast in Virginia near Washington, D.C. and then in the Appalachian Mountains and then back to Missouri and then back up to Wisconsin. That's kind of a long story. Oh, yeah, and now I'm in Austria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been back and forth from Austria to Germany a few times, right? Um, I, I spent like two and a half years uh, living in Germany, yes. Uh, okay. somewhere, somewhere in the middle of all that, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about your journey, being a musician, moving to another country. Yeah, it was in the beginning. I, I moved over to Austria like in 1991, and that was the thing that kind of struck me right away as I was uh, smoking a cigarette looking out the window. I was living in the old part of the city of Graz. I was sitting there smoking that cigarette looking out and thinking, what have I done? You know, because <laughs> of the fact that, you know, I, all, you know, making all new friends and mus musically it was, it was a, a challenge the first few years till I met musicians and found out where the clubs were and stuff. So, yeah. That, yeah. that take a, takes a certain amount of chutzpah. To do that, to relocate, I would think. Or I mean, insanity. Sanity. Or, or insanity, yeah. <laughs> now, it's, yeah, it, uh, especially because of the language. I mean, I did study German, but I, went, I studied really high German uh, at the university. And going to Austria, they have like a dialect that's uh, not really very much related, unless you're writing, of course, but the, how it sounds is completely different. Yeah. So. Is it similar to, because my mother is from Bavaria. So she, from Bayern, and so she speaks. We talked about this before, but yeah. so she speaks Bayerish, uh -huh. the, the 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 dialect, and she. Um, it's, it's I think it's similar to Austrian as far as how it relates to High German. Is is that right? Um, it is it, absolutely. And the yeah. lilt of it is a little similar. Too. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's even more extreme. If you go into f southern parts of Austria, it actually starts sounding like people from Texas or Alabama. Right. They have okay. they, they talk from way down here in their throat and. 
<laughs> as far as the accent, it sounds very similar to like some southern accents in America. That's that, the only thing can I can Can you give compare. us an example? I'd um, love to hear this. Like high, high German versus Bayerish uh, or, uh, yeah. or Austrian. Uh, let's see. Let me think if I can... Um, yeah, it's ganz schön hier heute Abend zu sein. Ich freue mich hier in Madison zu sein. Hoffentlich kommen wir wieder nächstes Jahr. Yeah. Danke. So is that Southern, Southern Austria or was well, that the hybrid? I'll tell German? you what that is. This is a, uh, I'm kind of known for my accent is like uh, Austrian, High German and American. So it's kind of a real <laughs> hybrid. <laughs> so, so do your friends in Austria or people that you meet on the street, do, do you think they know? Well, I'll tell you what, a lot, I go to Germany quite often, and people think I'm either from Holland or they know right away that I'm living in Austria. Some people think I'm from Switzerland because of the accent. Okay. And then other, yeah, quite a few people have mistaken me that I'm from Holland. They don't right yeah. away think I'm from America, so. Okay. Well, that may be. Yeah. That can be in your favor some years. <laughs> yeah. Now, Akadi, do you have the same experience, do you think? Like coming here, was it... Uh, what, what, what brought you here originally? Uh, school. Okay. School. I came to go to school. But in as far as accent, you know, one day I can be from Ireland, another day I'm identified from, from Sweden. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they find it to London accent. Yeah. But, but actually, where is your home? Uh, my home is in Belarus. Okay. If anyone doesn't know it, feel free to ask <laughs> me. You know, people usually don't know where that is. I'll, I'll plead ignorance, exactly. I, I would know, you know, if I had to put a pin on a map, I would lose the contest, so. It's a country in Eastern Europe between okay. uh, Russia and Poland. Okay. Uh, yeah, it used to be one of the countries of the, the famous union out there. I know he knew that I didn't know earlier. Yeah. I went, uh-huh. <laughs> and so he looked at me and started explaining where it was from. He has no idea. Yeah, okay, he knows. Yeah. Well, a lot of times I say I'm from living in Austria, and they just ask, you know, are there are a lot of kangaroos around there. And oh, jeez. Well, there are T-shirts now in Austria that they put out that we don't have kangaroos here. So just kind of, kind of informing the world. No kangaroos. Yeah, that was, that was a great example, and it's so funny that you said Texas. And Southern States, because we just came from visiting my mother in Iowa, and uh, that's exactly what she said. And we've, you know, we've, we've talked to her. I've known my mom for quite a long time now, and uh, sure we've had lots of discussions. But, but that's exactly what she said. She said that the, 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 um, that the dialect is similar to, like, uh, uh, Texas versus, say, the UP or something, or, or maybe Iowa. You know. She also said that whenever she speaks... When she runs into a German person in Iowa, she always tries to speak high German, and they all know she's Irish. She goes, oh, okay. Ch Chuck's brothers are here in the audience tonight. Does he have an accent now? Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. yeah it's great having you guys here. <laughs> My brothers drove down from Minneapolis today, so Ooh. I'm really happy to have them here. <laughs> Nothing like family support. We play the Minneapolis theme song, but we don't know what it is. I don't know. You guys? No, I don't know. <laughs> we could make one up we'll later. To learn it. Yeah. I don't know if it'd really stick to them, but we could try it. <laughs> so what, what's the story behind this next tune here? Well, this is a song, it's called Monastery, and I wrote it um, for everybody who at some point in their life thinks about they like to uh, 
go into a, a monastery and just uh, silence, quiet, or just get away from whatever it is that's stressing them in their life and just uh, uh, take about three steps back. So that's basically what the story is about.
yet and your heart says no You may find you need to spend a little bit of time alone Going down to the monastery Going down with you Going down to the monastery Gonna play the whole Thank you very much. I love it. For those, those poignant moments, all guitarists reach for their, their headstocks and, and wrestle them back and forth. And can't do that on a fiddle. And the, fiddle, the neck would just kind of rip right off of the thing, you know. Yeah, and I don't have an arm big enough to make this thing do that. So, so you went to a monastery and you wandered around? I did, I just thought about it and probably will someday, I think, yes. Wind up at a monastery? Yeah, yeah. A Buddhist monastery somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the mountains, somewhere. I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely not? see that. So Leonard, Leonard Cohen did it, didn't he? What's that? Leonard Cohen did it. Oh, did he? he? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I want to go to that little place that Michael J. Fox went to. Um, it's that little country where they have a happiness quotient. Oh. Yeah, where is remember that? that? I don't it's, know. It's, um, it's a mountain Asian town or country. Can I come with you guys? Yeah, okay. And they it's, it's in the, their constitution that happiness is one of their goals. Okay. It's guaranteed by the constitution? I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. I, I have the yeah. feeling they don't let people in very often. We, we need to work on that, there. I think, <laughs> the, uh, the happiness quotient, I think. Uh, yeah, I like that. Well, we've got some history with Chuck. We've known Chuck for many years and, and uh, been over to, to Austria and Germany a couple of times, and Chuck's hosted our previous mm -hmm. band, The Common Faces, and that was a wonderful time. And this tune, oh, yeah. Monastery, reminded me a lot of that. I mean, not to, you know... Well, the castles. The we castles. stayed in the castle because yeah. Chuck had an apartment in a castle. How go, cool is that? It's only in Austria and Germany. Are you going to get something like yeah, that? Was, Maybe was, in Belarus, you might, perhaps. Castles? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys all take it for granted. I mean, the only castles here are like the medieval times, you know, and that was built in 1989. Right on, man. We, got we, we have McMansions, we but we don't have castles. Yeah. You guys are cool. How do we get to be that cool? Yeah. Well, we were, uh, these guys came over with the common faces, and half of the band, I think, was sleeping up in the tower where I just recorded part of my new CD. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Chris and I were at the top of the tower. And there were no curtains, but it didn't matter because 
Nobody could see up Looking over night. the forest, I mean, how that, that's, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And there's no screens on the window, but there's no mosquitoes. No. But there are bats, which are oh, very yeah, entertaining. Oh, yeah, there were bats. Oh, yeah. yeah, we got bats. Bat, yeah. Bats in the belfry, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. But, and by the time we got up to the top, because it was either, I think it was nine flights of stairs to get all the way to the top, we didn't leave. <laughs> well, it's a bit dangerous. They're very, very narrow steps coming down from the top of the, yeah. the tower. Yeah. So. Yeah, and what, what an incredible sense of history, too. I mean, you're climbing stairs. We're not used to this over here. These are stone stairs, and they're worn down in the middle. You know, you think... Very worn. Very worn, you know. But not worn out. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've renovated that castle since. The whole okay. thing has been completely renovated, and it doesn't have... Before, it was like really... It has a history of being a place where a lot of artists and uh, writers and painters and sculptors have lived. When I was living there, there was a family upstairs, uh, three kids, and Chris is a really famous cartoonist, Chris Scheuer, and a painter. His atelier was right next to my apartment, and then there was just people living all... And this has gone on for like 30 years, you know. Um, it's been a place where a lot of artists live, and it's still that way now, photographers and pretty cool place, but it was more interesting before because like there were vines growing up the side of the whole castle. It was like a wreck, you could say. The apartments were great, but the outside, oh, and they, renovated they just it. couldn't so afford yeah. to, to renovate it. <laughs> well, I liked also because there's a book bindery downstairs. That's, right. uh, That's still there. What's, the, what's the German word for that? Buchbinderei. Uh, Buchbinderei, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's real yeah, um, So oh, there are also this, so this book bindery, and I liked the, the one of the little, guy, little guys. There was a guy that was sort of like Igor. As I recall, do you remember that? Uh, is yeah, he still there? Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, he would yeah. come to the he would come to the gate and open it. You know, he's yeah. a little like, <gasps> you know. <laughs> I didn't want him to know that I was scared of him because I mean he was a very nice guy, I'm sure. That may have been the owner, or may yeah. have been the oh oh the other guy that was uh, living there. Okay. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yes, of course. You think he was the maintenance man, actually? Yeah, he probably was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> whole other story. Whole other story. Whole other story. But yeah, we had a great time. Nothing to anyone that I know of. 
now they chase me from the world I love Because I speak with my mind openly When I have nothing good to say about how they rule this world I was at the Capitol calling for peace Hard with their tear gas and billy clubs Chasing us like we were the criminals Hoping to break more than our hearts Now the president is calling for pain and torture As a means to protect our blessed home Martha, please open up your door soon State their intentions clearly and they don't even try to hide it anymore. I need you to hold me tight. This is like a bad dream in the night. I've done nothing to anyone that I know of. Now they chase me from the world I love. Cause I speak my mind openly And I have nothing good to say About how they rule this world Climbing trees, I would never have even heard of flee. But times like these, I watch just what I'm thinking. Martha, please open up your door to the spirit of Mr. Lincoln. I need you, hold tight. This is like a bad dream in the night. I done nothing to Now they chase me from the world I love Cause I speak my mind openly When I have nothing good to say about how they rule this 
Thank you all very much. Thank you. So that was political. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, amen to that. Thank you, Chuck. Well, you know, I, back about 20, 25 years ago, I was writing a lot more political songs. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit, little bit more idealistic back then. What happened? <laughs> Bumps. And you weren't now? You Bumps aren't now. in the road. Now, I remember when we were visiting you the first time, um, there was an election going on. Your Carter was just elected. Ah, your Carter. And we remember sleeping there like gunshots going off downtown. I'm sure it was I just... I remember you were pretty nervous that night. Well, you know, Jörg Haider was a, uh, he's kind of like a fixed star in the Austrian scene, or was. I mean, he's not alive right. anymore. Yeah. But, um, you know, he, I, I kind of got to where I appreciated the kind of politics he was doing. Not what he stood for, but that he was intelligent. And the people he left behind carrying on his uh, uh, very right-wing kind of politics are, are, don't have the intelligence that he had. I mean, <laughs> strange enough, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's how it is. I remember I thought the ads were so strange because it looked like he was a he looked like he was in his early 40s. He looked like a model. He was wearing a jean shirt and jean pants. And they have these posters this big all over town, everywhere, just like him, 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 him. And you're like, wow. Yeah, one of their slogans was in Vienna, uh, "We don't want Vienna to be like Chicago." You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what they were talking, Al Capone, or I'm not sure what element of... No chance of that, I think, probably. People drive way better in Vienna than they do in Chicago. Well, I don't know if they do fast, but during a really slow There's thing. a lot more graffiti in Chicago, I can yeah. tell you that right now. Vienna's a beautiful town, though. I mean, I'm sure every town has its seedy side. But I remember being there, Veen, it was so... You played with the Blues Man. Or that, the Blues that Man, time. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the subways and everything, I mean, it's just well run. And you know what I like most about Vienna? I did a lot of concerts there in the 90s, and a lot of them with a friend of mine, Gottfried Freire, and uh, we'd do our gig, and he, he lived up there, and so he'd take me out afterwards, and we'd sip beers at some little, little kind of bars here and there around the city. He knew all the back streets. And then about 6 o'clock in the morning... We'd go to what they call a, a, a Wurstel stand. That's where they would sell, like, I guess, the Wisconsin variation of a Bratwurst. Yeah. But this was underneath the subway or underneath the tram, you know, and they'd have these little stands. You find them all over, and you can get little things to eat there. And uh, we'd have our last beer before going home at 6, 6.30 in the morning. And maybe right before then, we'd go to some back street that he knew where there was a bakery that made fresh semmeln, they call them, in Austria. It's a roll. It's like a roll yeah. Yeah, that they have for breakfast there. You know, it's like butter and roll with uh, jam in the morning. So we'd go there and pick up a few of those for when we get up, got up at noon or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And then we'd go have our last beer. So we were well prepared for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, life of the, the life of the musician. This is what, like the fun that. things about this show. You know, people get a little snapshot. of what <laughs> I love that. It was just the yeah. sun was coming up and we were awake still and we had a great night behind us. I like that very yeah. much. <laughs> ah, those are the days. Are they still the days? I mean, do you, do you still? Well, you know, I've, I've slowed down just a little well, bit since that, then, huh? those days. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are you going, Madison, at uh, 6 Amen. o'clock in the morning? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything open still? Yeah. Okay. No. Well, and just, I've got to point this out to you all, too. This is an a, a ethnologically interest, interesting uh, point. In Austria, you can drink beer. I, no, I, I don't want you all to get the wrong impression about me. I just turned 50 uh, a 
few weeks ago. But uh, you can drink beer at a gas station in Austria. Really, I mean, it's a, and it's a cultural thing. There's, you go to these gas stations, you fill up, and there's two or three guys, uh, uh, you know, or, or women hanging around, and they're, they're sitting in there drinking and talking at the gas station. Can you imagine that? Can, can we push for that in, in America? <laughs> gas station. Well, you can drink in your car, too, right? Oh, let's see. Can you well, see, back when we were visiting you, <laughs> we could. I we never could. did. <laughs> Um, well, not the driver, yeah. but the passengers. That could be that that's legal. Um, it's not something I really practice. Right. But it could be from. It seems like people are though are very good drivers and actually take it very seriously. Generally and, speaking. Generally speaking, yeah. Yeah. Well, we got pulled over by a citizen that one time. We did. We were coming down to the mountain. In, in Austria. When yeah. she comes, and um, <laughs> we had a non-alcoholic a, beer. A non-alcoholic And the beer. the top had. Uh, punctured in the top, so we're holding it out the window. So it wouldn't and get this, all of our, over our rental guy van. in a Mercedes pulls us over and in German, and I was driving going, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Oh, you remember, you were driving, Chuck. Okay. No, I was driving. No, you were driving, Chuck, Chuck yeah. was in the car. So but Chuck was translating. Actually, you didn't really translate, you just said, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. But he, he looked like but, Santa Claus, it was a little guy, he looked like Santa Claus, and he was yeah. very mad at us because we were littering. Tell me more. And, and I'm and it going, it's a beer. non-alcoholic beer. Was that you know, that? there's not even alcohol. I think that was it. I think that yeah. bothered him more than anything. Was that it was the night alcohol that we went abuse. to in Tyrol? We played at some club, and then we went to the first mass down at the Catholic Church? That was another That was day. me and you. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. A whole that might have been the day after. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. We should be talking about you. We're talking about our sorry, old days okay. of glory. Okay. Here. We can't help ourselves a little yeah. bit. When these guys came over, I had a multifunctional job. I organized the tour. I drove the car. I brought my sound system, did sound, yes. road manager, yeah. interpreter, yeah. Uh, yeah. cook. Yeah. They stayed at my place. Yeah. We had a six-piece band staying in my small apartment one time. Yeah. It we, was an adventure. It was fun. Though. We was will owe Chuck for the rest of our lives, I think. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> That's a good segue into this tune. I think. Yeah, this is a song, it's, it's my only song I've ever written. It's a yoga song. I, I call it my yogurt song, and it's called If You Ever Wake Up. Ever wake up 
Akari Yushin on acoustic guitar. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. This is a song. Can I tell a little bit about this song? Please sure. do. Okay. Well, this is a song right here. Um, um, it's called Keep It To Ourselves. And, and I'm not usually one to think to just, you know, keep everything in myself. I'm much more open uh, in my approach. But this is about you know, relationships, and sometimes in relationships, um, I learned the hard way to, you know, just uh, keep certain things kind of uh, protected like a small little plant that's starting to grow instead of talking so much about it or, you know, letting so many people know about it and, you know, uh, just really holding certain aspects of my relationships uh, just uh, in a protective kind of way. So let's keep it to ourselves. And it goes like this. Thank you. 
was so harmonious I shouldn't have said a word to anyone Give away our secrets Silence is a golden one It's like we saw each other For the first time way back when Lotus bloom, sweet aroma You know, put us in a spin Next time Next time gonna keep to ourselves Next time Next time I couldn't get enough Like a drunken bumblebee Returning 27 times To heal my hollow knees I knew this had to be the one To last for eternity Cause it was so harmonious so free Next time Next time Keep to ourselves Oh, next time Oh, next time Oh, keep to Somebody gonna send me the bill Just around the corner You know from what we used to have One small movement in a direction You know can change the harmony we have Oh next time Oh next time gonna keep it to ourselves 
We've all played in, in louder bands, you know, with, and, and nothing wrong with drummers. We love drummers, and that's all great, too. But there's something about playing really low-key like this and playing something really grooving that would sound great loud, too. But something about playing soft. It's like you can go the other extreme, but there's, at some point, there's only so loud you can get. Yeah. You know, and then it's just kind of overkill. But soft, it's like you can keep going down and down. It's like a, a short burn, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you can actually hear the difference, you know. You can go... Oh, I can still hear it. I can, instead of, can you hear me now? You know, louder now, louder now, louder now. It's like, I think he's still playing. There's something there. <laughs> so, uh, when you first started playing guitar, did you start writing right away? Um, shortly thereafter, at the age of 18, I was living up in Colfax, going to high school there. And, uh, I think I wrote my first song, it was something about a windmill and uh, a very deep philosophical song, I remember that. I, I won't get into the details, <laughs> but I did. I started actually trying to write songs right away. I, I played banjo first and then got a guitar, I think for my 16th birthday, and uh, my mother sent me to the car. I was visiting her in St. Louis and she sent me to the car and there it was in the back seat and I was overwhelmed with joy. I think one of my brothers still has that guitar, so... Cool. What happened to your banjo playing days? Um, let's see, I, I um, played a whole lot of bluegrass and um, I was broke at the university and I ended up selling my banjo uh, and uh, decided just to actually... Um, I was playing with so many musicians that were uh, much better than me and trying to keep up the guitar and keep up the banjo and writing songs, I decided to just stick with one thing and try to do that as good as possible. So, I sold the banjo. <laughs> You're smarter than the rest of us, you know? <laughs> We're surrounded by, I'm surrounded by instruments that I, I don't know how to play. But... It, it can actually easily surround both of us. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a sickness, it is, yeah. You, you, were, you were wise, yeah. Well, neither one of us play keyboards, and we have two organs and a piano. Uh, oh, that's really... I'm and three sorry. accordions. Are you getting help? Uh, we need help. There's someone out Actually, there... we've got a couple organs for sale, so... <laughs> help me, help us. Oh, man. Well, this is a song that... Uh, I, back in Austria, there's a store... I think you might have the same similar type of store, Aldi's, here in America. Mm -hmm. Well, this... By, in Austria, it's called Hofer, Hofer's. Same thing, same line of stuff, you know, some cheap products. In Austria, they have lots of organic foods there, which is cool. And they offer sometimes musical instruments, and they were selling ukuleles for 19.95 or something. So I went down and bought three of them and gave a couple as gifts. That was, that was maybe a cruel thing to do because they're hard to tune. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you really can tune them. Yeah. It's I don't think you can either. Yeah. 
But I did tune. Fun to try. Yeah, I did get this. I sat for about a half hour, 45 minutes tuning this one, and then just started singing. Time is slipping away. Well, I try to tune my ukulele. That's it, exactly. So this next, that's exactly it. And this next song is uh, Time is Slipping Away, and it goes like this.
I just love your tunes. They're beautiful. Hey, what's your last album? Actually, we have albums for sale here. I do, as a matter of fact. I have, um, I brought up uh, seven recordings of my songs, and I have the last two here. Mississippi Angel, it's the green one back there where I'm walking on some road in Iowa. And then the other one uh, is with my daughter on the front. It's called Pink Roshi. Uh, does anyone here know what a, a Roshi is? I didn't know until I started researching this CD. It's a, a Zen master or teacher. And um, I thought you were just pronouncing it wrong. I very well could have been. You know, <laughs> I do that quite often. I'll tell you. Uh, in just kidding. You. Just oh, kidding. Oh, no, geez, no, no. I'm gonna have to talk about that later. <laughs> but. Um, Anyway, uh, my English is getting worse and worse. I, I teach uh, some English to kids in elementary school, uh, a day or two a week, half days, and the teachers expect me to know everything in English, you know, like they think I'm an expert, you know. And uh, they ask me to translate words, and I stand there knowing exactly what the word is. I know what it is that they're saying, and I can't think of the English word anymore, you know. <laughs> that, was, that happened to me after I hadn't been home for seven years, and I, the last three years I've been home now just trying to brush up on my English again, so I, that doesn't happen so often. Anyway. So you, you actually, you think, after a while, you do think in the other language, right? Well, I, I guess I could call it thinking. <laughs> I like to think it's thinking. <laughs> Thinking? What's thinking? How should we define it? Yes, uh, I think I do. Yeah, I, I, I don't really recall whether I dream in German or not, but um, uh, yeah, I, yes. Yeah. When, when you mumble to yourself? I don't know, maybe you don't, I mumble to myself I, I a lot. I cuss in German. Oh, good. Well, okay. <laughs> that says something. <laughs> that means the first that. words that come to mind are actually German. Generally, yeah. okay. Well, I've been here now for like um, almost two weeks now, so I'm, I'm back, I'm back into the game, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, what's uh, what's the impetus behind this song? Uh, this is a song called Life Insurance with the NRA, and this is a song that um, they do offer life insurance, and I didn't know that until uh, a friend of the family uh, basically told me about someone buying life insurance with the NRA. They were looking through a, a magazine and, and got life insurance and were hoping to have just, you know, a little bit of extra money to leave as an inheritance for their kids. And I was just fascinated by the idea that the NRA is offering life insurance. So that's where the song comes from. And uh, Do you have life insurance with the NRA? Did you buy it? Do they have like a term life kind of thing? You got to become a lifetime member, first uh -huh. of all. Yeah. I think that if I'm not mistaken, it's about 400 bucks. And then the insurance is, yeah. I think, equal to that. I'm not sure. Are there any members of the NRA here? Anybody? It's a hunting be. for a hunting organization. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I didn't know all this, but then, you know, um, yeah, you got to become a member first, then you can get the life insurance. So, uh, do you have to own a gun? I'm I, not sure about that. Oh, That's I, a good I mean, idea. I suppose I don't you don't have to. I mean, it's not like they're the going to. The thing check. that that shocked me, I looked in the internet then about this insurance, and I think I found the insurance that this person had bought, and it said that you to to collect the money, you have to be in some either. Uh, 
in a gun, you have to be killed by a gun, either be in a robbery or something, <laughs> or a gas station holdup, or, or a hunting accident, <laughs> you, of course, you, that's more understandable. You gotta but, read the fine print. And I was like, oh yeah. God, I hope that person looked at the fine print. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how are they gonna work terrible. that one out? You know? That's terrible. So, I didn't call them to inform them, I figured they must have known what they were doing. That, do they, are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah. That's really ironic. Do they know how I, ironic that is? That's well. I don't okay. Know. Okay. Let's 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 try it one time. Here we go. Somewhere on the back pages, you know it hit me like a truck. What I read gave comfort, balsam for the weary. The answers to my prayers to save a tired soul. I bought life insurance from the NRA in case I show up DOA. I have some money to leave my kids, and that's important to me. I bought life insurance from the NRA. In case I show up DOA This could be the piece of the puzzle I've been looking for This could be the piece of the puzzle that I've been looking Sixteen to join the army and twenty the Marines Fighting in the Korean War and only God knows why anymore Came home from the battle, nothing was the same It cost me my two sons when the end of my marriage came I haven't worked much in forty years, you know, the nerves just came undone The VA doesn't care about old vets and now they have so many young ones I bought life insurance from the NRA In case I show up DOA I have some money to leave my kids And that's important to me I bought life insurance from the NRA In case I show up DOA This could be the piece of the puzzle I've been looking for This could be the piece of the puzzle I've been looking for Seventy-seven. I'm not doing so bad. You can see me sweeping up at six a.m. down the main in Good Hope Ave. Dreams have come and dreams have gone with the passing of the day. But when it's my time to slip into the night, you know the river gonna carry me away. I bought life insurance from the NRA in case I show up DOA. I have some money to leave my kids, and that's important to me. I bought life insurance from the NRA In case I show up DOA This could be the piece of the puzzle I've been looking for 
Thank you all very much. We'll have to check into that, Chuck. We're all, we'll have to check into that. I, th I believe you, you know, but this time we're all looking into all our life insurance, insurance policies. I'm not telling no lies. <laughs> I know. I, I believe you. I believe you. We have a friend who uh, is a vegetarian and a folk singer, and she recently got on this radio program that she thought was about um, the environment, yes. but it was a, a hunting radio show. And she, so they're she's like, also... do you got any stories about guns? And she goes, well, I can sing something about geodes. <laughs> <laughs> they're outdoors. You know. <laughs> yeah. But she hung in there. She's also a Quaker, and that may give her away. Yeah. A Quaker vegetarian yeah. folk singer on a... Hey, we have time for one more. You guys want to hear one more? Yeah! Yeah! Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. I'm really happy that uh, you guys came out, and uh, it's great to be here. Thank you. This is a song called Golda's Ukulele. I wrote this one for my, li my little girl, who's eight and a half.
I miss strum on my guitar We're gonna sing on top of the world Under the bridge where the river flows by When I hear the ukulele play You're not far away When I hear the ukulele play It's like old time music on the radio When I hear the ukulele play Take me back to when I was a boy When I hear the ukulele play I wish that you would dance around my I gave you you go to love like I love you you don't need to learn to play cuz when it sings and talk with you it tells stories here's your secret Whispers softly in your ear You are love, my little darling When I'm close, far from here When I hear the ukulele play You're not far away When I hear the ukulele play Time music on the radio When I hear the ukulele play Take me back to when I was a boy When I hear the ukulele play Wish that you would dance around Wish that you were dancing around Wish that you were dancing around my chair Mr. Chuck Lamont. Thanks for being on the show. Mr. Arkady Yushe. Wonderful. Thank you all for coming down tonight to Mad Toast Live. And we'll be back again with another episode. Please check us out on iTunes and the podcast directory and also at madtoastlive.com. So thank you all for coming down. And thank you, Chuck. Chris and Mary, thank you all. Oh, and also special thanks to Mr. Greg White behind the sound console back there. He's filling in for Andy in the Valley. Special thanks. All right. Good night, y'all. <laughs>